Welcome to Feel Feelings with Danny and George, the show that talks about feelings and the things that make you feel them. We're missing so much magic when we chat before we go record. Our morning laundry talk. (laughs) Oh, if anyone out there, hi, welcome to the show. I'm Dan, that's George. Uh, If anyone out there is uh, knows how to make shirts less stiff when you hang them up after the wash, like you don't dry them like button ups, like nice, but let us know, Uh, you know, send us mail explaining it because I don't get it. Until then, the mystery will persevere. It's just, yeah, I got crispy shirts and I don't like, like crispy levels. Like, like, remember when you discovered your body and everything in your room was stiff? Are you sure that's not what's happening here? I hope no one's coming on my clothes. Just throwing it into the load of laundry. I have seen a couple Had of the documentaries of about that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Still, it's 8.56 in the morning and we still got it disgusting oh, we I don't so stand funny. by that joke it's disgusting <laughs> <laughs> you can give it to steve bickle enemy of the show steve bickle <laughs> uh how are you dan i'm good i had a great day yesterday <laughs> it's see i saw a couple pictures pop up you did have like a fun time huh comedy's fun eh yeah got to go to punchline see meg open for melissa vias and your two shows yesterday but before that we got to go to the Museum of the American Revolution and Seamus came over on his off day and gave us a, like a private friend tour. of the show. Yeah. Pest guest Seamus Millar. Yes. He is so good at doing that tour. Like <laughs> he was just like in street clothes because he wasn't working. He literally just came over for the day for like the time that we were there to go around with us. And like people were like joining our group. Like, is he just, does he just know this stuff? Why does he know all this stuff? <laughs> Uh, I would like to get a tour from Seamus because that's like my jam of a museum. I went there once with a friend of mine who we were both like the same major. Um, and uh, it's, it's very interesting. I am upset. I think we talked about it on his show where not his show, but our show that he was on um, that like the upsetting reveal of George Washington's tent. <laughs> yeah. Did you get to watch that mini movie? It's <laughs> It's surprisingly affecting. I've, I've seen it, I think, three times now. And okay. like, they, they do a good job of heightening it. But there were still like a handful of people when we were leaving. Like, so where is the actual tent? Who didn't realize that like they were looking through a pane of glass at a yeah. real thing. They were like, oh, that's just like a projection. Like, whatever. No, man. No, it's like, that's a tent. Yeah, and like the video is powerful. It's a lot like that, um, like a thousand year of smiles Coke movie that you have to watch before you drink coke at the coke museum in yeah, Atlanta. yeah it's like very like heightened emotional like it does its job it does the job of a super bowl commercial during a pandemic like we've all sacrificed uh, that kind of thing <laughs> yeah but when you do realize like you think like throughout the entire museum you see different things that are set up to look like the area like you see the tree uh, and it's like looks like a tree in one of the rooms and you see like all these like it looks within the space as it should and then there is this cold room with a tent in it after this like long movie that it does kind of in my mind make the 
noise. You know, the weird thing about it, talking about being in, in the theater, that was my first like theater experience post like mandatory social distancing. Mm. So like it was me, Meg, the uh, girl who was featuring in Seamus. And then like, we were just like packed in with people next to us and like all around us. And like, like I've been to the movies twice since everything started opening up. And like, this is the first time that I was like, all right, this is what movie theaters actually feel like. Yeah. <laughs> and you got to see a, a tent. Yep. It's not a bad tent. I, I feel like I don't give the tent enough credit. It's a, it's a great story and an important tent, but they really do just like, the, the light show presentation of it, like going through the seasons is so funny to me. Cause it's like, well, we have to do something. We have to make this a little more dynamic. Yeah. Right. Oh, it's good. But you know, who is dynamic? Our guest this week. Roya Hamadani. Yeah. Dynamic. And honestly, a liar. Uh, what we learned <laughs> on the show, just yeah. a manipulative liar. Yeah, we she... love her. I'm proud to have her on the show. I hope I can call her a friend. I don't believe it though. This is this is an episode that stuck with me. I've been like literally going around all week since we recorded. Like, guys, you all need to listen to this episode. It is <laughs> so good. Oh like, my god! Like we we've had a lot of good ones recently. Like uh, the last like four or five have been like one hundred percenters. I think. Yeah, but that sixth this one, one like blows it out of the one, water. That first one we did this they, month. They fuck know, that one. <laughs> to repeat a joke from this show, they know who they might be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not convinced who it is. I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say it's Mike from Get in the Garage. Yeah, he won't. He won't, he won't know. Oh, I have to call out Mike, uh, actually. Mike on Get in the Garage. Mike Thresher from Get in the Garage. And that last episode of uh, Rank Bank. And that last episode of Rank Bank. Good job. I, I'm issuing a call out WWE style. Oh, all right. Cut your promo. Let's do it. Okay. They were, they were talking on their show and I was listening because I'm a good guest and uh, like former guest. And I listen to the show because I like that show. All right? <laughs> I want to see if my name comes up <laughs> and it does sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I, I listened to the last one and I was like, Oh, that's my name. That's me. That's me. <laughs> yeah. They said that I'm a big Morrissey fan and I about crashed my car. I am not a big Morrissey fan. I do have a pin of him directly above me. I am a, <laughs> I am a Smiths fan. Morrissey can die in a hole. <laughs> Morrissey can die by way of 10-ton truck. Yes, he can die by way of 10-ton truck carrying animals to <laughs> a slaughterhouse. Yeah, he can die solo with a 10-ton truck. <sighs> yeah, no one next to him. I listen to the Smiths because a part of me justifies that at least some of that money goes to Johnny Marr, who I do respect. Yeah, that guy's awesome. Johnny Marr rules. Pretty sure he's in Oasis for a minute. That they rules. <laughs> Morrissey sucks. That's all, all right. I have to say. Noted. Anyway, Roya is Roya's awesome. Great. Roya's great. Yeah, I, I, there's like very few guests where I'm like, can we just have them back again next week? <laughs> <But> like, <laughs> this, this one, like uh, the whole time, I'm like, this is incredible. <laughs> like, We've never had like a two part guest, have we? No, we have our first one coming up in two weeks. Cool. To, to spoil it, no, I won't say the name, but watch out, everybody. Our first repeat regular show guest will be in two weeks. How exciting is that? I don't know if it is or not. 
I think it's exciting. <laughs> I'm excited. Yes, and I'm excited about Roya. You know, fun fact about Roya. When Roya got married, I built the arch that they got married under. You just do a lot of stuff, huh? Yeah, I mean, and by built the arch, I mean, I went in knowing how to like construct things out of PVC and she had an incredible vision and made it seem like I did more than I did. But but yeah, uh, her and her husband, Ian, were on Time Flies, which I build elaborate PVC time machines for. And she was like, oh, can you do this? And I was like, for a wedding, I would absolutely do this. And it came off without a hitch somehow. It was great. That is good. It was really nice to like sit down. I, I like the episodes where I get to hang out and talk to people that I don't necessarily know. Yeah. Because um, I learn a lot about them and I have a human experience with them. And this is an episode for that because uh, she's manipulating us all. Yeah. I do not trust anything. She's openly doing <laughs> no secrets in this yeah. episode. First thing out of her mouth, she was like, well, I do lie a lot to yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> let's let's yeah, so roll into it. it. It is important to say her her husband is Ian Webster. He's also a hilarious comic in his own right. Royo just put out a new sketch that she wrote and directed, and it you can find it on Ian's YouTube, Ian Webster on YouTube, and it is so another one of those where it's just like this is disgusting, but I love it, and it. <laughs> It is so funny. And to describe it more would be kind of to give away punchlines, but it's called Sherry over Esker. Oh, 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 on over Esker. So it's like Uber Esker, like it's a last name. And yeah, it is so, so funny. Like I, I, yeah, I want more people to watch it. It'll be linked in the show notes here. And yeah, you can also find her on the Instagram, Roya underscore Hamadani spelled just like you see it in the info. And yeah, this is the episode with Roya. Uh, pod on, Mike Thresher. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. Ten ton truck, the people's elbow. Roya, how are you? Good. How are you? <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Like everything is sort of back to normal. Just had a really fun weekend where I saw my family, including my niece and nephew. So, like, again, riding a high. I had a couple of these lately where, like, the world coming back, I'm feeling good. I feel like with everyone coming out of of this uh, sophomore slump, let's call it, uh, yeah. that, you know, it's nice to hear that people are getting more and more positive with everything and not like, oh, I miss it. <laughs> you know, I, I'm waiting for the one person to be like, I kind of liked staying at home for a while and, and, you know, not seeing anybody yeah. and, and speaking and, you know, not performing and not doing the thing I love. Uh, you know, can we go back? Get there <laughs> yeah. I like being cut off from all of society. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. I'm surprised with the amount of comics that we have on the show that we have not gotten that response. Cause I know, a lot of people <laughs> yeah. that would seemingly be like stoked on this. I have to say I'm like half and half. There's a part of me that's a little bit sad that it's time to like rejoin yeah. the world. Yeah. <laughs> like some of it's fun, but then other times I'm like, oh no, are we going to have to start hugging again? Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh I'm, I'm okay with yeah. not doing it. <laughs> How bad? Yeah. Like I just started reshaking my girlfriend's dad's hand when like we leave the house, be like, Hey, thanks for having us this weekend or whatever. Like, 
for a while I wasn't doing that. And then recently he started reaching his hand out again. So oh, no. no, but now I'm like, oh, are, are <laughs> now we he doing knows you're a weakling again. Are we doing this? <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Your cowardly handshake has reemerged. <laughs> I'm like, my handshake's like that episode of King of the Hill where he shakes George W. Bush's hand. It's like a gross, wet fish. Just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where like, I don't judge people by their handshake, but there are a couple people who it's like the thing I know about them is that their handshake is not good. <laughs> Roya, you seem like someone that would do like a charmed, I'm sure, handshake. Is that I true? try. Yeah, I feel like, I you know, I've, that's the move. Honestly, I think everyone should try that. Just holding out your hand like, yeah, the pleasure is oh, all yours, like isn't it? Yeah, oh, just like. Oh, no, 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 no. Not, not like no, business, no. Like not, not just like first time oh. on, this, on the Wall Street floor. I mean, like, grab no. my fingers, you peasant. No, <laughs> no. no I don't uh, do that. I'm going to start <laughs> doing that. That's my sister. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to start princess. introducing myself. She'll be like, hello. <laughs> yeah. So you're more of a, like a, a, a visceral handshake. Yeah, I okay. try to do the handshake not too firm, but firm. You know, mm -hmm. not gripper, but not fish. and. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. don't do the you don't do the Trump handshake where you like pull them into your full body. Oh, the full grasp. No. Yeah. yeah. I don't, Ooh. You know, as a woman, I have to say there's not too many people I want to pull in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Especially in the comedy world. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not trying to Very bring fair. you closer to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I, what I notice in a group of comics, nobody really introduces themselves. So you yeah. don't really need to worry about that it. That is a lot of fun. Like I've had it a couple times recently because I've I've started going back out to mics and stuff, and there's a couple people who come up to me, they introduce themselves, and it's always like real awkward and like stunted. And then I'm like, oh, I'm Dan, and they go, yes, we've met. And I'm like, then why did you introduce yourself? <laughs> yeah, they're like, you I, up for I the knew trap. who you were. I was trying to meet you halfway here. Yeah. Like, That's why you just got to go like, hey, man, good to see you. Yeah. Or like, hey, good to see you. Just like. Even if you haven't met them, it's like, I, I am genuinely glad for this experience where we have met. Good to see you in this world. But in your head, you're like, oh, have I fucking met you before? <laughs> yeah. It's like, because sometimes you just know them from Facebook. Like yeah, I get random yeah. friending by comics who know other comics. I see them. And then if I see them out, I'm just like, is that a person I've ever talked to? I'm just going to do the mm. thing where you go. And then that little little nod, and which the is eyes, hard to do with just... masks. Let me tell you. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> just... You just open your eyes really wide. <laughs> That's how you hug, too. Yeah. You just stare. Disturbing. <laughs> you. Disturbing stares. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say, like, uh, like the the hug greeting is a very natural feeling for me. It's a natural gesture for me. Like, I don't feel weird with that. And getting to see my cousin this weekend and meet his girlfriend and like do all that stuff. When we were saying bye, it was just like a hug and like nobody thought about it. And I was like, oh man, like the world like is healing. It, it took me like a minute to realize that like it had even happened, that like nobody thought about it. There was no hesitation anymore. We just like hugged and then they went about their business. They went home and I was like, oh shit, I hugged them goodbye. Like that was <laughs> wild. <laughs> it's, it's strange. The whole getting back to the world thing is strange. Uh, I mean, for the, for the better. God, I hope for the better. Whew. To be determined. <laughs> to, t, TBD. Uh, but it also is t, TBD is to figure out what our emotion is this week. In turn.
We got bubbly. Bubbly. Ooh. A little bit I feel like of I say that word differently every time I say it. Like there's Wait. the bubbly, there's like bubbly, and then like bubbly, like a <laughs> three syllable word. <laughs> bubbly. bubbly. How many bubbly? I would say that's three. But I, I, I also have a very smooth kind of two to three like transition where and like bubbly, bubbly. Do, like do, it's, not, do not describe yourself as smooth. Oh, vocally for the word bubbly is the only time I will give myself that. Absolutely, <laughs> baby. Uh, bubbly's good. But it, I, I, we, when, uh, it just reminds me of the, uh, the uh, uh, I guess it's the WWE now. Uh, I, was, I was about to say, it, it's a clear memory, obviously. It's a clear memory. <laughs> it uh, reminds it, me of this thing I can't think of. Well, no, because I couldn't remember what it was called, but it's definitely, it's a, it's one of the wrestling things. I'm not a wrestling fan, but someone put together, uh, I guess his name is Chris Jericho. And he's yes. Playing, oh, I remember him. He's, playing a, he's playing a heel. Um, one of the best at it. Yes. Uh, and he is like drinking someone else's champagne or something or like undeserved champagne. And they've made like a super cut of him saying it for an hour going, oh, a little bit of the bubbly. And that's all that's in my <laughs> head. Anytime that word comes up, a little bit of the bubbly. And it became Beautiful. a catchphrase for him for, I think, a year. <laughs> oh, wrestling is wild. Oh, so, Roya, so what makes you feel bubbly? Um... I guess like I do, like I, it's something I will do on purpose for yeah. specific events and people. Uh, oh, so parents, you can just like manifest it. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm very jealous. Because my parents are psychiatrists. Oh, okay. My parents are psychiatrists. They taught me and my sister how to manipulate people. You're like, you're like, <laughs> you're a superhero or villain. And it depends on how you yeah. use your powers. Yes. Yes. The timing is very important on that <laughs> distinction. <laughs> So, yes, do, so do you have any like tricks or techniques that like work every time or? Yeah, my, you make your voice higher. You make it higher. Ooh. And you just, you compliment a lot. You titter. Oh, you titter. Um, if you're a girl and you, it, it's really, for me, it works really well on older men who want a daughter. Oh, so I like I'm not, sure. I'm not like a sexy person. So it's like, oh, this is the daughter I always wanted. And so <laughs> I, I'm bubbly and perky and attentive. I listen to what they say. And then I'm just like, oh, yeah. And that's that's how I think of bubbly. It's is one of the tools of the trade. Wow. If you're a gal. This is <laughs> this is a weapon that you use. It can be. Wow. You've weaponized emotion. This is, we've been trying to find our heel for this show. And I <laughs> yeah. think it's you, Roya. You've it's, weaponized emotion. It's happy Roya yes. is our villain. <laughs> yes. Well, that's the thing though. I mean, like having my dad, he was really manipulative and he, he taught us so well that like, it was something we had to unlearn enough to have human relationships. Wow. Because oh, sure. we were just yeah. manipulating left and right. So we are like, wait a minute. How do you not do this so you can have actual people in your life who love you? <laughs> wow. So I make myself not do it. It's it's really hard to undo that. Like, yeah. It's like you learned a bad habit, but it's not even a habit that like you would think is that, that's insane. It's it's this ability to like focus in when I meet someone. This thing happens where I start studying them. And thinking about what would be their weakness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what, what they're sensitive about. <laughs> like what would hurt? <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. And then, and then I on purpose. 
to stay away from it, but if I need it, then I know. <laughs> She's like a Soviet spy, Dan. <laughs> so I, I don't know this about you. Are you are you roasty? Do you write roast jokes? I do not. Because like, my, my my guess would have been no. But that makes me feel like you'd be very good at it. Oh, yeah. See, that's the thing. Ian and I, that's my husband. We both would be good at it, but we'd be good at it in such a way that I don't think that person would forgive us. (laughs) You know, it's a little too on the money. It's a little yeah. too harsh. I'm a genuinely yeah, so. scared for the rest of this call now, just because it's funny like, like, yeah. I'm a fragile boy, Raya. I don't <laughs> normally come out about this, about being, having. You've lost so many friends. So many people are, people are friends of yours are listening to this show and being like, I'm questioning <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah. It's just, well, that's what, something that happens actually is when I'll be talking to a friend, They'll say, oh, this is happening. And then I'll just say, oh, it's because of this. And they think I'm very wise. But really, it's just it's just like observing human behavior really closely like I was taught. Yeah, it's like I've seen all the pieces leading up to now. <laughs> like, I didn't just realize this in this moment. Yeah. And so I think I think that's what it is. It's just it's just he taught us to observe people very closely. Huh. And then and then not always to be mean, but also to like understand. And I've always wanted to understand why do people do certain things? So for me, it's for me, like watching and looking for patterns like that. It's it's interesting and can be helpful. It can be Absolutely. very helpful. Other times it can be very awful because I, I just watch something happen and I'm like, oh, it's awful. There's nothing that can be done. Like, <laughs> yeah. I can't get in that car wreck with them. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. Just from from the side of the road. There, I'm sorry this is happening to you. The, the bubbly comes in handy because there are so many very fragile, like angry men. So it's like it's the fragility, if it breaks, leads to such anger and resentment that the only way you can kind of stay in their good graces is to just bubble and just always keep it light and airy and like, and that's um, it's the way to be the least threatening, which is actually the most threatening because yeah. then <laughs> it's like a sleeper cell. No one knows. Exactly. Yeah. Like that's the thing when I turn. So I am so nice and bubbly that when I turn, cause if it happens, if I turn, it's such a bad thing, but mm-hmm. if I turn, they don't even know what happened. They're just like, it's like a whole other person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just surprised, like, the the terminology turn was used, like, yeah. that'll be yeah, really like bubbly. The <laughs> and, then I, and then I turn, and then I turn, and, and then I uh, turn. And there's blood everywhere, and <laughs> some of it, not even mine. Uh, like, Most wow, <laughs> wow, that's incredible. I, I want, I'm like afraid of you, but I want to learn from you. It's, that's why I, I hardly ever talk about it, but it's the first Thank thing you for doing I thought it for about the show. Bubbly. I, I mean, yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> but it's the first oh, thing. Oh, that like, laugh. Are you manipulating us? <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's, that's why I don't tell people because then they think that's happening all the time. But it is something that, like, it's something that it did take years to just stop doing, like a, like a habit to stop doing. Wow. But I don't do it now unless I feel threatened. Like, I would say I don't fall into a, into a like a posture where I'm like I know I'm manipulating uh-huh. unless I feel like oh god this is a rough situation what's going to happen here like when I meet someone new who's extreme like you know when you meet someone who's just like coming at you yeah. like, telling you everything really fast and loud and you're like okay 
Okay, I'm sorry back. about that one party, Roya. All right, I didn't <laughs> mean to come. I was. That's a quite a few cores lights that'll happen. Yeah. I was about to say it. It sounds a lot like some sketch I just watched last week that was on the internet going around yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's been yeah. made by you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like it's when, but it's when someone's sober and like that. When I have a very big. Oh, the like, sober um, part is what makes me concerned. Like, uh, yeah. dr- drunk, I can handle it. That's <laughs> like, that's probably when I step back and I do like a light. Like I try to be light and bubbly just to watch and see where, what, what do I have to do to not get mm-hmm. hurt here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I call that? Me and my girlfriend were talking about this because we met a person that has this kind of energy. Uh, it is big magician energy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that is. If someone comes at yeah. you with big magician energy, beware. <laughs> definitely yeah. something up your sleeve energy. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Big magician energy uh, for someone in your face. No, no, no. You do not ask me to pick a card. Like you know, <laughs> you corner me at a bar and start talking about uh, like anti-vaxxing stuff. Like no, big magician energy. Mm-hmm. Oh god, <laughs> that was a real life event, but we won't get into it. Maybe off mic. Oh, fun. <laughs> it got racist so fast, Dan. It got racist so fast. <laughs> You know, when when that's the topic, I feel like it's right there with it. Oh, it's but it yeah. I, it usually takes a half hour. This was three minutes in. It was just like, who's oh, doing wow. what? It was. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> I, I was I was about to spoil something that's going to come out on Real Chills later than this, I think. So I'm not going to say it anymore. But basically, the the general concept is that every conspiracy theory gets boiled down to anti-Semitism eventually. Yeah. And it is the most upsetting thing because conspiracies are so fun on the surface. Yeah. Bigfoot was not a Nazi. <laughs> yeah. We don't need to get into this. I remember when conspiracy theories were crazy and people who believed them were crazy. I yeah, remember right? that. Right? <laughs> there was yeah, a whole they, movie they about it. They didn't make the news. Mel, Mel Gibson. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly the person you want as the mascot for not crazy, <laughs> for exactly. crazy conspiracy no, but Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, I just, it's so strange that it went mainstream. I can't even imagine like in another like, 40 years, what's going to go mainstream? Then I'll be like, I had no idea that. Yeah. In 40 years, wearing... they're going to say like podcasts weren't real. And they aren't. Look at this. This isn't real. The grid falls. <laughs> we lose all our stuff. And it's just two guys talking at a table in the middle of a bombed out forest. And they're like, they're, I believe it. They're podcast <laughs> yeah. theorists. They're not even they're ridiculous. I'm, I'm picturing that movie where like it's two people are like, have you heard about podcasts? And then they like hunt through a wasteland trying to find like the mm-hmm. one last remaining podcast. Yeah, like SD cards with just like, yeah someone talking with their friends and getting drunk while it's happening. But like, no, we're recording. <laughs> well, It'll be a show. If they're all alone, then they would love to hear another human voice. Yeah. They just find a whole bunch of WTFs and they're like, who even was Gallagher? <laughs> Why is oh, he so human mad? Laughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're going to think human laughter sounds like Mark Marin's laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, where are you born? Who are my- your people? <laughs> I once saw, and not to get off topic, but Mark Marin, I was when I was started doing comedy in North Carolina, there was a sketch group or, or improv group that would get up on stage before the comedy. And I actually liked that setup for a show. It was a fun setup if you like cared yeah. and like wanted to watch the comedy. Like they were doing 20 minutes, uh, short form, or I guess long form, but just you know, uh, doing short scenes. And uh, 
and one person was pretending to be a doctor and that they like to listen to music. So someone off stage had to be like the radio. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then someone was like, oh, can you please turn on my podcasts? Like I need to, uh, I, I just, I, sometimes it's nice to just hear people in the room. <laughs> and they turned it and i guess the girl that was the radio at that time just i guess was listening to wtf and mark Barron. so it's just her uh, 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 the, the cats the cats <laughs> <laughs> oh that was a fun flashback that is a lot of fun the the first show i ever did in philly uh jess carpenter he had a show called comedy deconstruction or some form of comedy deconstruction i forget the words but he would always have like one person who had never been booked on a show before be on the show so that was my first show cool. and it would be a couple improv groups in between the stand-up sets and they would do improv based on the stand-up sets i love that that is cool when when it hits it's one of the fun like yeah. Like all-time fun experiences and other times it's just like oh they just told my joke with five people telling it instead of one cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> although that's kind of fun for me because one of my favorite like I, I call them indoor bits where like you're just joking with friends and you like try out a joke and it doesn't land then i will be the asshole that will explain that joke for five more minutes oh yeah and to, i feel just like really dig in to be yeah. like and Every it usually starts detail. with, uh, once they're like, George, shut up. I was like, no, no, you don't understand. 90% of comedy is making sure that everyone understands the punchline <laughs> yeah. uh, and just mm -hmm. keep on harping on it. And be like, so see, when I say this, though, this is what it means until they shoo me out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> now, let me explain irony to you. This I was, I was banking on you understanding irony. So let me make sure you understand yeah, irony. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about irony really quickly. No, I'll either do that or I'll... Uh, if I'm if if a couple cores lights deep and I'm getting big magician energy at a party, uh, <laughs> I will find some sort of phone like object and pretend to be on the phone with some famous celebrity the entire time. Nice. That's another one. <laughs> that is for sure big magician energy. It's big magician energy. It happened at Shamu Boogaloo. Oh, like fun. the first time I went to go hang out at Shamu Boogaloo, I found a conch shell in the back of friend of the show Elena Clue's toilet. Walked around the party telling people I was talking to Brendan Fraser. Uh, as we do on this show, we always talk yeah. to the sweet Lord, Brendan Fraser. Let us pray. Dear B. Frage, uh, in your love, we trust. Amen. What are we talking about? He used to be so cute. So cute. <laughs> Frazier. Now he's got big dad energy. Not quite magician energy. He's got that weird, like, it, it would be a mullet if the hair in the back was long hair mm -hmm. for uh, Doom Patrol, and it's super weird. It like it like fits his head too well that it it's like <laughs> oh to have hair. <laughs> oh, I, I know, it. right? I, I got my it. hair French braided this weekend. It was the best. <laughs> oh, can we go on? Can we do this show like in Jamaica, and we can give you braids? No, I don't want to do that. That's Come appropriation. Come, yeah, a little bit, but we'll I get... bet they'd really enjoy doing it though. They'll do... They'd laugh their asses off. Yeah, they'll so do I little think... red, yellow, and green braid like beads at the end of each one with a little bit of tinfoil at the end, just walking around acting like Adrian Brody on SNL. Yeah. <laughs> I think if it's if it's for laughs, I don't think it's appropriation. Then I think it's just entertainment. There you go. <laughs> you already heard first. Roy oh. believes blackface is for entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was over at my friend's house the other day and her niece was braiding her like I think two-year-old son's hair and 
her husband, my other friend, I should, I, I put too many names in this. I should just have my friends. They're friends but, of friends. Yeah. She was my friend first. Now they're both my friends. They wow. come over to family parties. They're like good, really good friends. Friends. But I, I don't know why I felt the need to clarify. As soon as I called him her husband, I was like, he's not just her husband. He's his own person who I like. <laughs> Damn, this is a great show with a great guest that we haven't let speak. <laughs> so, so he was like, oh, you should do that with your hair. And I was like, I would love to do that with my hair. But as soon as it was done, I would have to take it out immediately. I just, <laughs> I want it done. I think it would be fun to have it done, but I couldn't walk around with it. <laughs> I had it done once. It takes forever. Mm. <sighs> I had my whole, my friend um, in college, and this was a long time ago when people didn't get upset about this. <laughs> my friend Tawana was like, do you want to get your hair braided? And I was like, I don't understand what that is. So she did it for eight hours. Jesus. Intensely painful wow. because they have to pull so hard to like get the braids tight. So much pulling. And then like if it, within like six hours, it was all fuzzy and messed up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That, that's how I went with the French braid. I was like, oh, this looks awesome. And then without moving or doing anything, yeah. it was just out. I don't think <laughs> like, your hair is trained like that, Dan. You know? Oh, no, it, it needs a lot of time. Like, it was the first time it's ever been braided, I think. And it was a French braid. Like, it, it went from, like, nothing to everything all at once. What's the two? Do the two down. That's that. The, but a French yeah. braid, it goes into one to ponytail. Uh, my, mine stayed too because it's not quite long enough then in the back to come all the way uh, together. Connect. I will tell you this about getting braided: your 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 scalp feels very free. Yeah, mm. tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> I have very thick hair. So I'm the first one me. to know if it's raining, Raya. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it is. <laughs> it's your, your Amanda Seyfried moment from Mean Girls, except yes. for it's just your head. Yeah. There's, a, there's a 38% chance that it's already raining outside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. And then if it's hot out, it's like, is it raining or are you just moist? I'm just wet. <laughs> being 30 you are the rain, being George. like 30, 40 pounds overweight too is like not helpful for like, is it raining or is George just damp today? <laughs> <laughs> All right, George, let's go to break. You can go towel off and we'll come back and talk more about this. <laughs> hey, friends and weirdos, I'm Meg. And I'm Alyssa, and we're the hosts over at the podcast Real Chills. Do you love the unexplained? Do you listen closer for things that go bump in the night? If so, Real Chills podcast is for you. The best part is all our stories are true. You can check us out on Spotify. And if you have a story you'd like to share, email us at realchillspodcast at gmail.com. Oh, the Wawa? Yeah. Look at me. They're sending me shit. I'm very jealous of if that. You, if you tattoo corporate logos on your body, they send you shit, Dan. Remind oh, us that. Oh, here we come Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's just the bong noise. I know we talked about it last episode <laughs> with Alejandro. Like, he believes heaven is just a Taco Bell. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I just want, like, big letters, bong, somewhere on your body. And it's like, that's my Taco Bell tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> it literally just says bong. Bong. <laughs> and we're back. We are back. Yay! George is drinking. <laughs> I earned it. 
I'm glad we paused for the slurping, which is disgusting, and everybody else gets to have it now. I would love to do a whole episode of just me this close to the microphone. And... Mm. That's gross. That's not Are sexual. People okay for that? Yeah. No, no. That was your freebie. Head over to my OnlyFans account for more auditory <laughs> sexual noises. Yeah. You know, we might have people uh, that we go to my high school, like middle schoolers and stuff that listen to the show. Maybe I shouldn't do that. <laughs> we had we had a guest on where I reached out to an old high school teacher and he was like, oh, yeah, I teach eighth grade now. I'll make sure to like mention them. It's like, hey, you should watch the show. And then immediately I was like, don't ask your kids. No, to no, watch no, 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 no. I can't censor myself for this. No, this was just for you. Yeah. <laughs> I think about 30 seconds into the episode too, the guest was like, can I swear on the show? And I was like, no. Fucking yeah. Yeah, I swear. <laughs> anyway. Bring it on. We're back. Tiny fucking bubbles. <laughs> That's the Dan Band version. Just a fucking in every other word. Yeah, the fucking wine. <laughs> yeah, you know it. I know. It's more words. That's great. <laughs> we were trying to figure out more. We both could only do tiny bubbles. Tiny bubbles. It <laughs> makes me happy. All of the time. The only reason why I know like the first verse is because in high school, this could be my bubbly because I think my high school is very fun and weird. All right, roll into it. Yeah, uh, definitely not my exact choice, but don't know why we had a steel drum band. <laughs> Your school had more than one steel drum. Yes, we had a <laughs> wow. arsenal of steel drums because I think our band director was really into like Kenny Chesney and he was like, we need more tropical country songs. Wow. Did uh, they have a name or were they just steel drum band? The GHS steel drum band. Uh, missed yeah. opportunities. And then they had like the kid that was had the deep crooner voice from like the chamber choir sing Tiny Bubbles. Uh, and then there was preface like this song is not like this for this song, this is about milk. And I think they changed it to <laughs> tiny bubbles in the milk. Gross. <laughs> it's really That's gross. gross. That's like bacteria. <laughs> Did somebody soda stream a milk? Oh, I, no, there's a guy on TikTok that soda streams a bunch of stuff. He has definitely soda streamed whole milk. Oh, yes. I, I am aware. It's There's a guy and a girl. The girl's a very funny comic. I forget her name. I just heard her on a podcast talking about it where they just soda stream everything. And like, I don't. I don't know that I would want it, but I am very tempted by the idea of carbonated soup. Oh, oh no. It feels awful, but well, like eating was, something on a spoon with bubbles. Dan, I got you already. You don't even have to do this. You're gonna go okay. to any corner store that sells alcohol, all right? And you're gonna get the Bud Light Clamato. No, thank oh. you. It I've had it like, before. <laughs> like carbonated SpaghettiOs. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, oh. we, we had something. I don't think it was Bud Light brand, but I've had that one before. But... I think they use Michelob with it a lot too. Because I know it's yeah. called like a Michelada, but it's not in yeah. reference to a Michelob. <laughs> they just wound up mixing the two and like doubling down on the name. Oh, no, I just remember what I was thinking of. It was for hell week last year where real chills just was doing all these sorts of activities meg was making a drink with the cryptid bartender and it had clamato and a bunch of it's like tequila and all these other mixers in it but like the only thing i could taste was clamato yeah. <laughs> like it was it overrides the whole thing i mean it cuts through everything yeah. 
takes uh, over wherever uh, clam is. <laughs> yeah, it was like a <laughs> mega spicy present. drink, but like I still couldn't get past As that. As someone part of from it. the Connecticut border of Rhode Island area, clam overrides everything. <laughs> <laughs> clam was takes a, all. Yeah. There was a stretch when I was a kid that I just loved like fried clams and like clams casino. And like it was like my go-to. And I probably haven't had it in 20 years. Now. I can have it. We've talked about it on the show before. Every family member, while they're on their deathbed, requests clams yeah you don't want to tempt it yeah so I, if i eat clams i'm going to die only if you request them yeah <laughs> but i don't want to bring in me clam clam is an expensive dish no one's accidentally bringing me clams like this is from the table next door i don't go out to right, restaurants ne- next time afford- we hang out i'm ordering it so you're safe you, you can have clams what you if can you reintroduce die? them into your what life? if it's just final destinations to the next person well, then I'll have someone buy it for all of us. I'll, I'll talk someone in the restaurant into buying it for our whole table. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of people who buy clams. I don't think they can all die. If I'm in the <laughs> room. <laughs> I, I've survived clams a number of times in my life. I think I think one more shot, I'm worth. I'm going to take Any, the chance. Anytime I'm at a Red Lobster, I hear someone in the restaurant order clams. I run over, smack it out of their hand. <laughs> yes. just, well, you probably should there. I just saved your life. <laughs> yeah. Also, why are you eating clams in North Carolina? And like the why mountains? are we both in a Red Lobster? <laughs> oh, yeah. That and a Sizzler. How do these places still? <laughs> we are both making terrible mistakes. I saw um, a Chevy's recently and was shocked. I don't even know what that is. It's like a Mexican restaurant, a chain Mexican restaurant called Chevy's. Huh. Okay. I remember Chi-Chi's. We had Chi-Chi's oh. growing up. No, we had Celebration it. of food went down real hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am remembering, I think, getting kicked out of Chi-Chi's twice in my life. <laughs> I think. I think at, at least twice, maybe more. Well, how do you get kicked out of a Chi-Chi's? What did you do? <laughs> I, w- I was very young. Chi-Chi's haven't been around since I was like a, a little kid. So I, I had to be very young. It's when I was playing football. We would go the whole team to Chi-Chi's afterwards because wow. it was one of the few places that could take like Amidate. 20 kids and all of their families. Mm-hmm. And we would just run like ransack all over Chi-Chi's and they'd be like, you cannot do this anymore. <laughs> like, you cannot come back here. We got kicked out of a of a fancy restaurant in uh, Quebec when we were kids because it was a school trip and we started. It was like a revolving restaurant and they were like, be on your best behavior. So we would just leave notes for people that were up against the window and then they would pick up the note and then we'd have wait an hour for it to circle back and we'd write another note. Uh, but some kids caught on and just started leaving like food scraps as it turned and then cheering every time it passed them and we're not allowed <laughs> We don't let back at that restaurant anymore. You never heard of Chevy's? Chevy's Fresh Max? No. Oh, it's great. I, I feel like Chevy is not the name I'm going to even for like the most run-of-the-mill Mexican restaurant. Really? Like, you don't go to like, you know, a George's Mexican restaurant, not Jorge's. It's, it's not, not even the name not being particularly Hispanic in any way. It's the fact that it's Chevy. it's the car name it's like the doofy american car guide name that's turning me off not the lack of like mexican nature (laughs) because of this realization uh i am now chevy's is ruined for me thank you well Mm -hmm. so few people get to go to them you might wait stay one of them because i always read it as chevy like chevy chase but is his name Chevy Chase? <laughs> no, it, his name is Chevy. 
and there's also a place in New York called Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. <laughs> Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. It's a Chevy. He's, a, he's a terrible man, isn't he? Yes, he is. Apparently, yeah, he's awful. Uh, bubbly. <laughs> I still haven't answered. Oh, that's right. You started talking about your steel drum. What trio quartet? There were like there, there were like twelve kids in this. There's they, we had so many steel of varying pitches Yo, and size. <laughs> Decahedron drum corps. It was it wasn't it was specifically steel drum steel drum core. Oh, was, was it like a drum line though, where you had like different sized steel drums and like yeah, there was like there was like every- piccolo steel drums and soprano steel drums and kind of like it. Yeah, it was. It was, it was, I mean, they did a beautiful rendition of uh, Tiny Bubbles. In the- <laughs> Tiny Bubbles. Was it all boys? Oh, the- no, there was, there was girls. It was always That's like, nice. you know what it was? There was a lot of crossover between like the theater kids and the fencing kids, both of which I was, and the steel drum group. <laughs> so somehow make it bubbly that you were a fencer. Uh, no, I, oh, you want to hear my best story about being a fencer? I never won a bout when you verse someone's called a bout, uh, but I did get under someone's mask. Oh, Ooh, I, you I, could have blinded. I, does I that blood? Is that, yep, I, I know it's not sharp. No, but... I think I just did it quickly enough where it went in and oh. it cut him under his lip. So he had a bloody Ooh. lip and I was really apologetic. But then like two days later, I was like, nah, fucking Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was like the most exciting part about me being a fencer. Uh, I, I honestly, you know, what happened is uh, there was a cute girl that was on the fencing team and asked me to be on the fencing team with her, so I did it. So I'm the only person in history that did fencing for the girls. <laughs> oh man, that's that's awesome. I, I imagine it's a whole team made up of people that she was just like, "This guy has a crush on me. He's gonna join the team." Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it, guys. We got them. No, was, we're, we're under, yeah, we're understaffed. Uh, get her out there, everyone. Everyone likes her. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> Dude, I'm totally gonna join the fencing team, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun though. I I enjoyed it. Like it was. I I wound up having to leave because my grades sucked. Because you know, I never Aww. I never smoked pot, but I was playing in bands and stuff, so I was distracted. And fencing wasn't enough of a motivator for good grades. Nope, ne- nothing has ever <laughs> been enough motivator for good grades. It took me six months, more than a year, almost a year, to switch over my New Jersey license, and now I'm being fined and could have my car towed. <laughs> you think anything is going to make me do homework? I won't even protect my own well-being. <laughs> Oh man, but uh, I, I'm trying to think of like a better bubbly thing. But honestly, having these conversations—not to phone it in at all—but like doing this show and stuff has always been like I get to look forward to it a little bit, especially when you have a good guest like you, Roy, where we like get to chit chat and and do and do fun riffs and stuff. It's fun, except for that one show. <laughs> <laughs> they know who they might be. And... <laughs> uh, but Dan, what we about also you? know. Yeah. Uh, you know, my my head went right to music because I'm a big fan of the the bubblegum pop genre. You are, you do love it. And it it is it is like a top five for me. It's like, how do you feel about that new Olivia Rodrigo album? I haven't heard the album. Uh, Driver's license kind of wore me out, mm-hmm. and then Deja Vu I didn't really like a ton, so like I didn't I didn't jump into the album. But I, I like the world that it's bringing back. Yeah, I feel like the stuff like that, the vacuum that it's just like shooting through and it's going to start pulling other stuff behind it. I, I'm excited for the stuff that's going to come behind it. There are a couple of songs on that record that I hope become 
the hits and what people remember from this. Like Driver's License is great. It was like the fastest streaming song. Like one day had the yeah. most streamed song in the world. It's just kitschy enough for like a six second TikTok video. Yeah, yeah. But it also holds up over a whole song. <laughs> but the opening track on that sounds like, uh, I don't mean this as the insult. I mean, it's like the band. It sounds like garbage. Like it's really? like a garbage pop hit. Wow. It's called Not Brutal. what I would have expected. Yeah, like the opening track is like really cool. And then the rest of the album, I, I, someone described it as like, it's the crash to earth. And then it's these sad, slow songs. And then there's another okay. upbeat song. And then there's a couple. Sl- so it is the coming out of a breakup kind of thing. But yeah, man, the, the bubblegum pop is getting heavy and like more like Riot Girl-y. And if we get a Riot Girl movement back, I'm all for it. Oh, that'll be awesome. I will be, if, if that's, if this is like a Riot Girl summer, it'll be the best summer. Riot Girl like- summer. Every everything is opening up, and it's just a bunch of like angry girls singing pop music. It'll be the best thing that ever happened. If if Fry Girl Summer is is happening, I'm here for it. Like I'll trade in my dream of the fourth wave of ska to get a Riot Girl Summer. Yeah, that's what I want. But you wanted to talk about pop, bubblegum pop music, damn. Yeah, uh, one one jumps to mind that lately has just been like the go to pop song for me, and and. I'm I'm not a major like K-pop fan. Like the 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 world the world of K-pop is kind of uncomfortable to me. The mm. like kind of draft yeah. system of it and yeah. like get them while they're young kind of thing. Uh-huh. That, that makes me that makes me very uncomfortable that it's all done so intentionally. But there's a band twice who has a song called Yes or Yes that that's not I, a I choice. Believe, yeah. And it's not a choice whether you like it or not. It's just, yes, you do, or yes, you do. <laughs> it is so good and 100% nonsense. Like, Meg was playing, I think I think it was Meg's game. It was something I overheard from Meg, but it was one of those, like, Guitar Hero-style games you can play on your phone. And it just, I just kept hearing it, and... My my first reaction to it was like this song fucking rules and like <laughs> that intensely and like it, for months now it's just been my go to like oh I need to start this day right I'm putting on yes or yes and it is just the like quintessential bubblegum pop like it is so good that's I mean I, I now I gotta look at like what that song is for me Roy do you have anything like that music wise. Uh, what a, a song that like a pump up jam but like a bubbly pump up jam pump up jam mm, uh probably i just can't you can't think of it well actually um you know the go team yeah yeah basically uh lady lady flash i think is is one of them and uh there's some ones that they have because they have like the sound of you know, because it's a mix and they mix in like uh, people doing double Dutch, like that sound. Yeah, so it has yeah. like that, that almost like school feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it, yeah. You know, and then, yeah. So oh, I probably man, that, the go team. One of the, the first ones that really kind of clicked for me in the genre was Tilly and the Wall, where it was like still indie music, but the percussion was all a tap dancer. So it like had that like oh. light feel to it. Like, oh man, I haven't thought about them in so long. They were awesome. Yeah, everything I listen to is probably 10 years behind (laughs) that's the thing i'm not like incredibly current anymore but like this one just because of that game meg was playing i'm like oh like this is it this is all i need the world could stop now with music i'm good i'm all set i uh i have a bubbly song uh because uh with the ska release from april i did like a playlist of ska songs that influenced that three song ep 
And uh, one of them is Two-Tone Army by The Toasters, which is a song collectively we have all heard because it is the theme song to Kablam. Mm -hmm. And it makes me happy every time. As soon as like the... I'm like, oh, let's go eat sugary cereal and sit in front of TV. (laughs) Yeah, give me all the mozzarella sticks. Oh, so much mozzarella. I'm so full mozzarella. (laughs) Oh. I don't know why I had to end it on ugh. Because <laughs> that's how you feel if you eat a chunk of mozzarella. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah the, the scowl wears off after the mozzarella sticks are digested. Yeah, you need some like <laughs> slow jams. Uh, there is a place that I had a friend ask me to drop him off at for a bachelor party in northern New Jersey. And I was not sure until we got there uh, if it was a Italian restaurant or a strip club. But it was or both. <laughs> or both. It was Annabella's House of Mozzarella, and I was not sure until getting to the parking lot. Wow. Yeah, that could go either way. It's like with the bachelor party idea, and he kept on calling it Annabella's, and then I typed it in the House of Mozzarella, which kind of threw me off. But I was like, maybe. What does a House of Mozzarella serve? Mostly wet cheese. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> just sort of limp things. Yeah, lots of limp items. <laughs> <laughs> Wiggle the whole restaurant just droops. It's a strip club where you only listen to like Dominic the Donkey. Like you cannot have an arousing experience while listening. Maybe arousing experience, but not an arousing experience. (laughs) A a carefully placed space in that sentence. Yes. Uh, I I feel like that is for sure a Portland strip club, though. The like the the weird kitschy. You can only dance to nonsense christmas songs i'm for sure that's for sure a portland strip club. i wanted to open up a strip club that only listens to elliot smith wow ah, just, that would be depressing yeah, <laughs> we yeah. it would be more of a pop-up strip club i don't think we could sustain a lifelong lease with that no. mentality but yeah. like i mean you know what it it's was? not that i don't think you could get regulars it's, i don't think you would want those, those regulars, regulars. <laughs> i mean the, the be- strip i feel like the strippers would just be hitting their yep. heads against the <laughs> and not, and not to make light of this but you know a lot of clientele like wouldn't make it uh <laughs> is that too Dangerous. dark is that too dark i'm sorry no not at all to me <laughs> it, is, it is dark but we're all still here we're all still here hi welcome to the show <laughs> uh but yeah. you know what it was i think it's it's i want a strip club where you're not allowed to dance to the stereotypical strip clubs like there's no so no sugar will be poured on you no sugar will be poured on me no crazy Aww. bitch uh, no, 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 no teachers will be hot for no, no band that if a cop pulls me over goes, Oh, I fucking love that band. That's not allowed. <laughs> yeah. Nothing off of pyromania. Nothing. Leonard Cohen. Can there be a Leonard Cohen? Oh, there be a Halloween. That would be the best. That would actually be, that's the actual working version of the Elliot Smith one. <laughs> oh yeah. We got to do that playlist. That'll be a fun playlist day. We just do strip club yeah. songs for the manically depressed. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Perfect. Uh, but continue. Uh, I was going to say, let's, let's roll into the, the ones that people sent in because yep. one of the first ones I have is kind of on topic. So we, we can continue the conversation on strip clubs. No, on the music mm. one. Oh, okay. <laughs> Although maybe it might, it might fit that, that, Whatever we just called it, strip club for the whatever we were talking about. Manically depressed. That's the one. Mm -hmm. All right. So, yeah. You go.
right. So the first one I have is Polyphonic Spree. Mm. And that is for sure some of the most depressing music to ever feel good to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just recently went looking for Polyphonic Spree music again because I wanted to see if St. Vincent is in that episode of Scrubs. She's not. Because oh, do, do you know that episode? I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, there's an episode where a dude uh, wants to play with his band one more time before he goes into surgery and can't go on tour with them. And they arrange it. Turns out that the band that he's in is the Polyphonic Spree. Oh, I do remember so that. There's all like coming through in the room. 35 yeah. people in this medical office. Uh, and I kept on looking for St. Vincent because I knew she played in that band. I didn't know that part. Yes. That was the part that was confusing to me. I had no idea. Annie Clark was the original, not maybe not the original guitarist, but was the guitarist for Polyphonic Spree for quite some time. I'm going to have to look up the timeline on that because I might have seen her live. You could have. That would be wild. Uh, I've never seen St. Yeah, Vincent. Su- super I was like, oh, I would like that. Uh, they sing the song, uh, what, Light and Day? Light and Day. Yep. <laughs> a couple other songs with Day in the title. <laughs> You know what they are? They're the cult. It's the sun is a great one. They're yeah. uh, they're they're a cult from um uh Bubble Boy with Jake Gyllenhaal. I feel like that's all <laughs> yeah. I think of when I see Polyphonic Spree. And equally underrated for that movie too. It's a great movie. Uh, okay, but yeah, I can see that uh, from the few songs that I know. I could see someone feeling bubbly about that. I remember reading that comment in the uh, in the thing, uh, and it was pretty. Uh, what do you call it? Like they had a lot of, a lot to say about polyphonic spree like oh man i saw them at austin saw them three or four times even saw the christmas show forget about it i was in tears the whole night happy little boy tears i saw them in austin texas i like the added thing of where they saw (laughs) i I believe they are an austin texas band so i feel like there's probably a homecoming element to that but i I know that the singer was like just like a trying to be a regular rock star and just like really hit the wall hard on drugs and alcohol and like polyphonic spree was basically his like climbing back out of that like darkness and yeah. just made polyphonic spray. That's awesome. That was his 12 step program. Yeah, basically. <laughs> made a cult. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> Lots of bats in Austin. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the largest urban bat colony, I think in the world. Really? We <laughs> were, uh, we went to go visit some friend's house for game night because the world is healing. Um, so we went to our friend's house to play board games. And as we were driving, there was these two, they had to have been, you know, two feet across by like two feet wide uh bats so a square it was a square <laughs> bat guys no just like abnormally large bats flying next to each other in a straight line like like in front of our car for maybe a mile you saw bat boy i saw bat boy his friend. <laughs> that's and that's bat all girl. i've always wanted bat girl they're in the love. beginning of your National Enquirer career. I would love to work for the National Enquirer. Yeah, actually, I would love that. That would be the best job. Wouldn't um, it be the worst though if you found if you went there and then it turned out to just be like a regular job? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you're like, oh, yeah, you work in the mailroom at the National Enquirer, but you work in the mailroom. That's a good one. Uh, I got I I made the mistake of writing um, the first person to send me that little bit of the bubbly gif wins a prize oh yes i did notice you had a bunch of those so i received quite a few gifts because people don't understand what first means first they have to write first and then um so i got two of those congratulations john deary he went a sticker uh but uh, first person that got the gift uh is uh, a person who just sent me the clip from 
don't mess with the Zohan where he drinks an entire like orange aid and then like chugs it in one thing, puts it down, goes, it's not for me. (laughs) That's that's not, I mean, I guess the soda is bubbly, but uh, yeah. Yeah. I I had a bunch of them. Two people said seltzer. One of them being Glenn Tickle, who I play a game every time we post one of these, it's going to be, what does Glenn say? (laughs) Because Glenn is first with all the weird joke answers. Good for Glenn. And I'm glad he's staying busy, especially with that rabbit. (laughs) He's got a rabbit that features featured on his TikTok a lot. And I feel like that's how I know what's going on with Glenn. Yeah. We check in with each other on TikTok. (laughs) Uh, Glenn also said, uh, one time he went too deep scuba diving and his blood got real. He, nope, I read it wrong. I, I need to give mm. him more credit. He surfaced too quickly. My blood got mad bubbly. <laughs> That's called the bends. And yeah. uh, so mm. Glenn got the bends. <laughs> Glenn with the bends. Great Radiohead album. Yeah. Um, Glenn and the bends. That would be a fun band. Glenn with the yeah. bends. <laughs> uh, so this one came with a little bit of story on my end. And I think uh is is great childhood hustle enomics is what this person wrote uh my niece and nephew scammed me for presents my niece wanted three oh, guinea I'm pigs in. Wanted... i was like what do you mean and i am 100 in on this yep. now i love little kid scams little kid scams uh we've my... been victimized recently <laughs> my niece wanted three <laughs> guinea pigs but she thought that if she got them all by herself it would be selfish and would say and they would say no so her brothers all pretended to want a guinea pig. So I bought three of them, one for each of them. When I called later on and asked how they were, my nephew goes, oh, we gave them all to her. Uh, it reminded me of when I was a kid and me and my brother would do the same thing. It's good siblings too. Like that really, the, the teamwork of that, of like- The coordination. Yeah, I will sacrifice a gift for myself for you to get something extravagant. It's pretty cool. Okay, so now this girl's got like three guinea pigs. Good for her. We uh, we had a we had some child hustle economics happening here in our neighborhood. Mm. Oh, yeah? uh, the children next door knocked on the door. Ian opens the door. They're standing there. I don't know how old they're, maybe six. They have a plastic cup with crackers in it. And then another sleeve of crackers. And they said, these are for you. And Ian's like, oh, thanks. And then they go, can we have a dollar? <laughs> and then we spend the next 10 minutes looking for a dollar because to. we don't have cash. Yeah, because crackers cost money. You expect free crackers? I mean, the first one's free. With a saltine, first one's free, <laughs> and then you're hooked. Yeah. It's like the sleep of crackers is one thing, but why do we have a plastic cup of, of loose crackers? <laughs> in the <laughs> middle of a pandemic too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's like it never happened in this neighborhood. <laughs> never, never happened. Never caught on here. Damn. Weird how that, there's pockets of the country where it just never caught on. How strange. Oh, uh, nope. That's great. Kids, kids with, uh, with the hustle are great. Uh, and then I'm just like, Ian, now they know. Yeah. <laughs> You're a soft touch. If they Ian, need a dollar, they know where to go. We're suckers. Although they'll get it all in quarters, nickels, and dimes. Yeah. <laughs> now, let's not go back to them. They gave us dimes last time. <laughs> yeah, you got yourself out of it. You're off their list. The smallest <laughs> coin. It's worth the least amount of money. I don't even hear that story. I was just like a person trading all their nickels for Nichols, dimes yes. because they tricked the other person to be like yes. no it's smaller so it's less money you give me all your dimes oh. i'll give you all these nickels see how much heavy they are how that's much- a good kid hustle. it's a good kid hustle uh yeah, but that was maybe. that one 
Dan, do you have any more? This, this one takes a turn at the end, but waking up and realizing it's Saturday and I have off, but then realizing I have a mess of kids and I'll never actually have off ever again. Oh, hi, Steve. Enemy of the show, Steve Bickle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he had one of my favorite phrases about South Philadelphia that makes me smile so much, where it's the land of bloodstained mattresses or sidewalk mattresses. <laughs> uh, and I was like, yeah, okay, I like this guy. I think it was like Cave when Cave was first happening. But other than that, I really have no relationship with Steve. But thank you, Steve, for sending that in. I hope you're okay. And congratulations. I think he's having another kid soon. Yes, on, on the way. I'm not sure how soon, but soon. Congratulations. The last one I have is just another GIF of ramen, which I think goes back to our uh, carbonated soup comment. <laughs> uh, There's too much stuff in ramen for carbonation. Carbonated noodles. Oof. Pop rock What's noodles. Uh, you know, the ramen in a cup? Yeah. Where you just add the powder. You just uh, then, you, then you go in after <laughs> it. Yeah. Then you put it in a soda stream, right? It'll work. Yeah. With the noodles. <laughs> God, that's disgusting. Can you do that? This is all so tempting. <laughs> Ramen soda probably exists. There has. Oh, to. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If like the, the brewery next to my house has like cereal flavored beers, if there's cereal flavored beers, there's got to be ramen <laughs> seltzer. Mm-hmm. So I got I got one more. So as, as I said, kind of at the beginning this weekend, I got to hang out with my niece and nephew, got to meet my nephew for the first time. My, my brother kept saying all day that my niece knows how to say my name. But instead of saying my name, when they would ask her to say Uncle Dan, she would just say no. So, <laughs> and I loved it. Absolutely loved it. <laughs> so it made me laugh every time because she would like stop everything. It was like a full steady body. And she'd be like, no. It was, <laughs> it was the cutest thing. Um, I was like, okay, fine. We're not going to do Uncle Dan. What if you just called me Dr. No? And so one of the ones we have on here is Dr. No. My mom was with us this weekend. She was like, Dr. No makes me feel bubbly. I saw that and had questions because. Yeah, and I absolutely agree. That was, it was such a fun thing. And it got to the point where like by the end of the day, they would be like, who is that? And she would be saying without prompting, Dr. No. And I was like, yes. Like, <laughs> it felt like I won something. It was so fun. That is much. You retrained her. <laughs> that no, is the course. classic manipulation. Yeah. <laughs> it is actually. <laughs> I, I get home to a, a video from my brother. Just going, who did you, who did you see today? And it's just her going, Uncle Dan. <laughs> like, this kid is funny. <laughs> <laughs> that is a lot better than when I go visit Casey's cousin's kid. Uh, his name is, uh, I won't mention his name, just in case, you know, posterity. Yeah. Uh, but they, he, his, he went to his grandpa's, and the grandpa wasn't paying attention and just put on Jurassic Park for this two-year-old to watch. And now he's- Yeah, obs- dinosaurs. Kids like dinosaurs. And now he's obsessed with dinosaurs. <laughs> And uh, Casey's cousin has taught him to say dinosaur eat George. And then he runs <laughs> around the house <laughs> trying to eat me. I love kid bits. He'll tucker himself out. And as he's crawling up the stairs, go dinosaur eat George. it's cute but my fucking leg hurts kid oh that's awesome Mm -hmm. all right let's get out of here on on those stories because we can't top those that was awesome roya thank you so much for doing the show uh i hope you didn't pull any two um, manipulating things i don't trust anything you've said this entire time 
This whole show is a hoax. Why don't tell people my secret? You said it on a podcast that literally tens, no, dozens of people listen to. (laughs) Slightly more than tens of people. Just a little bit. Uh, I thought my secret would be safe with you guys. (laughs) Normal podcast, yes, but people listen to ours. (laughs) That's not true. Uh, All right. Yes, but thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Feel Feelings is a Wasted Robot production. Editing done by Dan Getz. Music by George Bruderman. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at FeelFeelingsPod and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm backslash feelfeelings. If you're ever feeling any heavy emotions and feel like there's nowhere to turn to, please don't hesitate to reach out to us or to any of the resources in the show notes. Thanks for listening. This has been a presentation of the Wasted Robot Network. For more information on this and other podcasts, visit us on Facebook and Instagram at Wasted Robot Records. Or it's such a professional show.